Thanks for joining us for The Whole Spectrum. I'm Katherine Parks, and I'm here with my husband, Eric, to talk about what it means, in the words of Francis Schaeffer, for the Lordship of Christ to permeate the whole spectrum of life. And for us, our view of art in particular. We love to discuss the films we see from a Christian perspective, so we invite you to join us as we cover the whole spectrum of the movie world, from classics to independent films to blockbusters. Welcome. We're just so glad that you've joined us. Uh, we've seen a few movies recently, and we're getting towards the end of the year. And two movies in particular we want to touch on today, because two of them were on our list of winter uh, most excited, most excited for winter. I'm really butchering this, <laughs> but so the first one is La La Land, and the second one is Silence. So, Catherine. Why don't you give us a brief synopsis on La La Land? Uh, so La La Land is a musical directed by Damien Chazelle, who did Whiplash, and starring Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Emma is a, she's playing Mia, an aspiring actress, and he, uh, Ryan Gosling, plays Sebastian, who is a jazz musician, and so it's these two young creatives living in L.A. with big dreams who meet and um, don't like each other all that much at the beginning, and then things change, and basically it's a story of love and dreams and how those things uh, kind of do or don't work, and what happens when struggling people become successful and all told with song and dance. Yes, it's kind of a throwback to the old musicals of Fred Rogers, uh, Fred Ginger, Ro Ginger Rogers, <laughs> Fred Astaire. Fred Rogers is Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> wow. Uh, sorry about the slip of the tongue there. Wow. Uh, yeah, so a throwback to the old musicals, Singing in the Rain kind of maybe falls yes. in that as well. Yeah. Uh, La La Land is obviously Hollywood. It's the place where dreams come true. Um, so yeah, I overall I enjoyed it um, a lot. Uh, I thought it was good. I did not think it was great. But what were your what were your thoughts? Do you differ? Well, I think we probably could have anticipated that going into it, just because you're not a musical guy. True. So that didn't necessarily surprise me. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And, but I, I like some of those old musicals like you're talking about. And especially, I love Singing in the Rain, and so this had a lot of similarities to that, I felt yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, and, well, we, we discussed how I don't really like movies about Hollywood for the most part. Um, They're often self-congratulatory. Right. Total like, Oscar like bait. Argo. As long as we make it look like Hollywood's amazing, then... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Argo was definitely that way. And Hollywood that crazy. literally saved the world <laughs> in, that, in that movie. <laughs> right. uh, but this one didn't bother me at all in that respect. And I think... I mean, maybe some of it was because you have the, the musician side of things, which really could have been anywhere. It didn't have to be L.A. and wasn't really related to Hollywood. But... Um, I thought it was just fun and funny and... It was colorful. Uh, very colorful, very visually really beautiful and stimulating. Um, and also raised just some interesting questions and topics to talk and think about. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed the chemistry between the two leads. I thought, especially early on, they're very funny together. 
there was a scene where Ryan Gosling had to play an 80s cover band mm -hmm. and it was just the most shameful thing for him because he's you know this aspiring jazz musician but he also had to make ends meet and then her reactions to some of his playing and his outfits um, won me over with their with their chemistry pretty quickly uh, so they were fun and um, I also thought the ending was very very good mm -hmm. not exactly what I expected but that's part of what I liked about it so overall good for me great for you yeah I think great I mean it's it was different than yeah. you know pretty much anything else we're seeing right now and I think it had depth that maybe I didn't necessarily expect yeah um, especially what you're talking about the end sequence uh, which we don't want to give anything away but watching that you know you start to to ask some questions about um, the importance of dreams and whose dreams and and how do you have a relationship where you have two people who want to do different things um, and can it work and so I think the film goes in one direction with that and it may or may not be the direction that I would want to go it's really hard to talk about this without without spoiling spoiler. yeah yeah, um, yeah maybe I mean, we should do another podcast on it when everyone has seen it maybe I think it's it'll get a lot of awards it's gotten some buzz already um, it's won some things at the Golden Globes so I can only imagine it's going to be it'll do really well at the Oscars yeah. um, particularly in the music categories but also it could do well with cinematography with directing um, I don't know about acting as much they both do well yeah but they don't have to exude a lot of range um, so, I don't know well, well yeah so. I mean this isn't necessarily in the acting category but just hearing that Ryan Gosling played all of the piano. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's really impressive. Yeah. Um, do you think it will win Best Picture at this point? Uh, it's it's a pretty good front runner so far. I wouldn't necessarily agree with it. As I, why do I keep stating that? I wouldn't necessarily agree okay, with it. Okay, we know you hate but, it. <laughs> no, I didn't hate it. Um, but I think it's again, it's a Hollywood darling at this point. So I think it would do really well. So this movie is very. It's colorful it's loud it's fun it's exciting song and dance numbers and so we want to contrast that a little bit with silence which is the exact opposite of all of that <laughs> it's a little darker it's a little more subtle uh, it's very quiet there's hardly any music in it um, so silence is the story of two portuguese jesuit priests in the 1600s who go to find their mentor over in japan um, They've heard that their mentor, who's played by Liam Neeson, has recanted and given up the faith. Uh, that's the rumor, but they need to confirm whether it's true or not. They really revere this guy. And uh, the two priests are played by Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver. This is a movie directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, it's, it's long. It's two hours and 41 minutes, I believe. And we got to um, see this just a few days ago. Uh, we both, I think, really appreciated it. Um, do you have any initial thoughts on it? Anything else you want to add maybe to the synopsis? Yeah, my understanding is that this is based on some historical fact, even down to some of the figures um, whose stories are told were actual historical figures. And it's happening at a time of intense persecution that's been going on for about 20 years in Japan once the movie starts. And so uh, these two priests are sent and they're the last ones allowed by you know the Jesuit order to go into Japan because the persecution has become so intense. 
So once these two priests make it into, into Japan, they meet uh, a small group of Christians who are hiding out, Japanese Christians who have to be very careful and secretive in their worship. Um, but they're just so happy to see priests because they haven't had um, anyone to offer the sacraments, anyone to confess sins to in many, many years. And so this is a way for their faith to be a little more um, open, as it were. But of course, they still have to watch out for the authorities and watch out for the Inquisitor because they know if they're caught, they will be asked to um, trample on something called the Fumi, which is essentially a carved image of Christ. And if they trample on it uh, and step on it, that's obviously incredibly disrespectful, but that's a way that they are told you must recant uh, your faith or else you'll be tortured and then you may end up dying from this. Right. So basically the whole movie is pretty much told through the one um, priest and even through his voiceover for a lot of the film, um, the one played by... Andrew Garfield plays Rodriguez. Yes. <laughs> and so we see him um, and, and really hear a lot of his internal struggles um, through voiceover and the story kind of unfolds as he meets with a few different groups of Christians and um, is on the run and pursued <clears throat> by those who would put him in prison or um, eventually torture him to get not only him but other Christians as well to apostatize or turn their back on their faith. Well yeah and at the beginning so much of it is um, it's personal. If you will go ahead and apostatize then you will be saved and you'll be okay. Um, but in this case and I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Rodriguez is captured midway through the through the movie um, and instead of him having to recant to save his own skin, he's asked to do it to save the lives of five or six other Christians um, who are being tortured along the way. Um, so it's it's incredibly intense. I think the movie is rated R for, I think it said some disturbing uh, violent content maybe. So it's not, uh, it's not the most graphic stuff you've ever seen. It's not uh, Hacksaw Ridge, for instance. Um, but it is intense, and it's it's heavy. Mm -hmm. Well, and there, there are a few moments of levity built in, but even there's a lack of music through a lot of the film, um, which I really appreciate because I think so so much of the time, I mean, I love music and film, but sometimes it, it, it leads you a little too heavily into yeah, what you should be thinking and feeling. It's sometimes manipulative, and I think in this way, Scorsese is kind of going for what a European filmmaker might do um, to to let the movie play out on its own terms, I guess. Yeah, and it fits well with the whole theme of silence. And so, what Rodriguez, this this priest, is struggling with is the silence of God in the face of all this suffering. Um, the silence of God in the face of people being tortured and forced to either die or turn their back on him. Where is God in the middle of all of this? Yeah, because throughout the film, he's praying. He's praying like crazy. He's playing, praying hard, but seemingly getting no answers at all. And I think we've all been in situations where we just feel like we're not getting any answers. And in those cases, I think the Lord's answer is just simply to wait. Uh, and we also know from Scripture that He is working all things out for our good. But that's 
tough to appreciate when you're in the midst of true suffering. Mm -hmm. Now, most of us have never gone through this type of physical persecution uh, or torture. Um, we're seeing others, I suppose we have seen others suffer through um, sickness and death, but um, yeah, it's just, it's tough when you feel like God is not even around. And so this movie wrestles with some really big things. It even wrestles with um, faith versus doubt. Uh, it wrestles with the whole idea of kind of emissions in the first place. Um, he quotes uh, Matthew when he's, you know, when we're told to go into all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of all nations. And yet so much of what these priests do, and I think what, what we've done as well when we share the gospel with people, is sometimes we bring too many of our own religious ideas into it. So if I minister to someone here, I may bring in some of my um, Western evangelicalism that, hey, you need to be saved and you need to come to my church. And my church looks like this with singing for 15 minutes and then preaching for 40 minutes, that kind of thing. And that's, I think that was one of the big things in the, in the book and in the movie that is threatening to the Japanese is, hey, you're bringing in your way of life uh, and it's just not going to take root here in Japan. It just doesn't make sense here. And in doing so, perhaps it's imperialism, um, thinking you can, you know, use this as a power grab. Um, but also, we don't want to lose our culture and our customs because of what the West is trying to impose on us. Yeah, well, I think that's a good point, the idea that we, we too often look at a situation as, what can I do? What, how can I fix this or come in and save this person or whatever it is? And I really appreciated uh, the review that Alyssa Wilkinson wrote for Vox. And at the end, she says, In silence, nobody is Christ but Christ himself. Everyone else is a Peter or a Judas, a faltering rejecter for whom there may be hope anyway. And so she says what Scorsese has accomplished in adapting Endo's novel is a close reminder that the path to redemption lies through suffering. And that it may not be I who must save the world so much as I am the one who needs saving. And I just really appreciated that. And um, so I had just finished reading the book and um, actually read the review before I went. we went and saw the film. But um, I thought this was a really insightful look at it. And that's really the struggle throughout the film is um, this, this priest, Rodriguez, is looking at everything he he validates himself by what he's able to give to people or what kind of martyr he might be or even in prison he's he's serving people and that's when he feels good is when he's fulfilling his um, priestly duties to these people and and on the one hand there's nothing wrong with that but it raises a lot of questions about well what if you can't do those things or what if no one does see you as a good priest or a good christian or any of these things do you still have faith? Is that is there still value to um, to your faith if it's not you saving someone or doing something big? Yeah, and and the ideas of public versus private faith. Some of these people will step, will trample on the image to spare their own lives. Does that actually mean they don't believe anymore? Well, no, I don't think so. So can you can you be a Christian and just not tell anyone about it? Um, that's part of what I think this this movie and this story wrestles with as well. So there are just a lot of there's a lot of deep a lot of depth. I was about to say deepness, a lot of depth to this <laughs> you, there's film. There's a lot of deepness to you too. A lot of thank you, 
a lot of spiritual elements to wrestle with. Uh, it's made me question a lot of things that I've um, held on to for, for so long, but it's in a good way. I think it's good to wrestle with some of these. I think it's good to have some doubts. So then you're wanting to, you're wanting to pray, you're wanting to search out scripture to find answers. Um, so in that, in that regard, I think Scorsese's done a, a fantastic job. It's a very spiritual movie. Um, my only uh, fear is that this is not going to do well at the box office. I think it was made for about $50 million. It's got a great cast, incredible acting, great cinematography, great set design. Everything about it, I think, is, is really good. It's just not much of a crowd pleaser. Like you said, <laughs> there's, there's not music or not much. Um, it's, it's just heavy. It's sad. Um, I just don't think it's going to have much of an audience. I hope I'm wrong, but, um, even, even with some of the early award season stuff, it's not getting a whole lot of notice. Now the movie, as we're doing this podcast, hasn't even come out quite yet. Um, but to, to theaters nationwide, um, but I'm I'm just a little concerned from that end. Well, I think people don't really know what to do with it. And even in the, the, advanced screening that we saw, there were a few people who walked out midway through, and I think they just didn't know what (laughs) to expect from it. I Uh, threw stuff at them to teach them (laughs) them a lesson. Uh, About persecution? Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think people just don't don't know how to categorize it, don't know what to do with it. It's not necessarily a a Christian crowd pleaser either. Um, Which I'm happy about. (laughs) Not Not in the typical sense. Right, but I think we both feel like it's the kind of movie that you want to see and have your friends see and yes. then sit down and wrestle through it. I think it's great for believers and non-believers to yeah. really be honest. And we talked about, you know, you watch this and you cringe at parts of it, but then you think, if our God isn't big enough to handle these questions, then then what kind of God is he? And so there shouldn't be a fear in asking those tough questions. Yeah. Um, and I think ultimately you're rewarded for struggling and wrestling through them at the end of the film. Yeah. So overall, uh, how do you how do you rate this movie? Uh, well, you know I'm really bad at ratings. Gosh, I, don't, I mean, what's my? Uh, is this like a four star? Ah, you can do stars. You can do thumbs up. You can do. I would love. give it two thumbs up because that doesn't seem that hard. Two thumbs up. There you go. <laughs> yes, I very very much liked it. Um, it's in years past on, on my, my top 10 or 20 list or whatever I make, uh, there have been movies I'm very, very excited about and I really want people to see. Calvary was one from a few years back. Mm-hmm. Short Term 12 was another one that I just thought was brilliant. Um, Warrior, Tree of Life, these are really great movies that I was really emotional during and enjoyed and was pushing other people to see. This is one I really, really appreciate. It's not one that I'm just absolutely in love with, but I think another viewing um, would be good for me. Yeah, it's just harder. I feel like it's a harder yeah. film, but in a good way. Like, it hurts so good. <laughs> it hurts so good. Also, I think that if we give this a little time, if we give it 10, 20 years, I think we'll look back on it and see, kind of see it for the masterpiece that it is, because no one else in cinema today is wrestling with such heavy spiritual themes in such an honest way. And so I really appreciate his approach to it. I really appreciate that he's faithful to the source material, which um, even the book is is difficult in some ways, but it's it's a great book as well. Lastly, I'll say that I really love the final shot of the movie. I won't say what it is. I think it's really good, really helpful. 
Um, yeah, so. So hang on. Don't leave. Don't get up and walk out of the theater. Yeah, Just hang on for that last Don't show. leave like two hours and 40 minutes into it. <laughs> Stay till 2.41 for the rewards. Yeah. There you go. Well, I was also thinking it's interesting. I mean, we're kind of jokingly contrasting the two films, but... Um, it's just so interesting when you when you see a world of persecution and just such intense struggle and you contrast that with people struggling to achieve their dreams of success <laughs> in La La Land. Yes. It's this very harsh dichotomy there. But I think there's something in that about... Um, just the image of God and the way he created us to be. He created us to be creators and to be these things and to portray him to the world. And so you see kind of that beauty in the first film and then you see um, just the, the struggle and the brokenness of our world in the second one that kind of leaves you with this longing. Um, and, and maybe I think ultimately both of them leave you with a longing for something greater than just dreams for dreams sake or um you know something greater than this life of intense struggle and persecution so mm -hmm. and i think both films have certainly have hope in it mm -hmm. and that's uh that's certainly a mo they're both movies for our times uh, also in that you know in the middle east and in africa and different places around the world there is intense persecution of christians so Silence is certainly a movie for our times in that respect, but people see that stuff on the news all the time, so they kind of want to reprieve from that. So La La Land is also a great movie for our times when things are just tough. So I think it's 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 been fun to kind of compare and contrast these two, um, you know, that we've just seen. They're both fresh on our minds, but also things that I think are just fun and, and meaningful for people to see right now. Yeah, so if you've seen one or both, let us know what you thought. Uh, and if there's something else that you're really excited about seeing or have seen recently, hit us up, and we'd love to discuss it with you. Thanks so much for listening.